Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hi everyone, Om Shanti and welcome to America Meditating Radio in collaboration with The Next Normal. You know, nowadays we're really looking for lots of inspiration, not just inspiration, but powerful inspiration. Inspiration that can be sustained when it's birthed. You ever had a great idea and then you just forget it or drop it after like a week or two? Or have you ever started a diet and then you just couldn't keep up with it? What is behind us not being able to stay consistent with the flow that we birth? Whenever we're having an awakening, there's a feeling that there's something more waiting for our lives. The soul isn't born nor is it designed to just stay with what is. It has to keep changing. It has to keep evolving. It always needs more. And I'll define for you what I think more means to me when it's deeply pure. Been there, done that. What's next? That's more. Or more when there's coming from a lack or look at what this one has or I want what that one has. That's coming from greed. It's something less in you. So even if you're moving in that direction, will it ever be satisfactory? I don't know. But I think that we're getting way too many messengers who are helping us to get closer to our truth and becoming what we really want to become. Anyway, I'm really excited because now that I'm the official ambassador for Viome Health Sciences, which has been initiated by our wonderful brother Naveen Jain, I couldn't be happier to be an ambassador for Viome. So please go on to America meditating.org to find out more information. Now I know why Paris Hilton, Deepak Chopra, and everybody is also on it and why they've become acting ambassadors. I feel so happy to be in this crew of individuals. We just want to be healthy and we don't want to keep getting sick. (laughs) I think that we really need to find out what's going on with our bodies and become a whole lot healthier. For those of you who have made meditation, intimate experiences with the divine, our number one bestseller three times in a row. 
Thank you. I appreciate you. So now let's get on to the show. I'm so excited. We've got this beautiful, young, incredible, energetic woman on air, Natasha Graziano. You see, Natasha is passionate about helping people transform their lives through neuroscience and ancient wisdom. Isn't that nice? She's the number one female motivational speaker on their 40 and as seen in Forbes magazine and a top female mindset coach by Business Insider. With over 15 million followers on social media, it makes her one of the most influential thought leaders of our time. You see, from a homeless, broke, single mother, Natasha didn't stay there. She transformed her life and she's now a best-selling author and speaks on stages alongside many prominent motivational speakers. She's the host of the Law of Attraction podcast, which has, I believe, over 100 million views and is ranked the top 10 podcasts to download in 2021 by Influencer Magazine. She's the creator of the renowned Meditational Behavioral Synchronicity Method, which comprises ancient breathing techniques and meditation in altered states of consciousness. Should I go on? She's been seen in Wealth Insider, Marie Claire, Harper's Bazaar, BBC. You get it. Let's give it up. Natasha Graziano, thank you so much for joining us today. Warm welcome. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here with your beautiful audience. Your voice is so entrancing. I want to hire you to do my introduction every time. You're amazing. Wow. Sure, and you don't even have to pay me because all I charge is blessings. (laughs) I love that. What a beautiful gift. Thank you for having me. So, Natasha, you are such a dynamite. You are inspired, and I know that you've got a crew that keeps you going, and you've got to stay on top of your game. What is it inside of you that when you look inside, you won't give up on thriving? There's something in each of us that says, no, you're more. What is that vision in you that you keep seeing that initiates you to keep being Natasha Graziano? Every day, I believe we get a choice whether we're going to show up or whether we're just going to go to the curb and allow ourselves to be thrown backwards. We get a choice whether we're going to evolve or whether we're going to disintegrate. Because if we're not learning, we're dying. And so every day, I make that choice, that decision to show up not only for myself, but for my son as a role model, to be a role model for others in the world. I made that choice when I was at my lowest, in fact, when I was in my weakest point in my life. From that place where, as Rumi, the 16th century poet, said, let adversity be your cure. And it's from the light, he says, from the wound that the light is found. And the light comes from the wound. And that is my journey. So every day when I'm faced with any kind of adversity, I always look back and I think, well, hang on a minute. What have I been through and what have I come through? And I look back just moment by moment, understanding Only in 2018 was I on the street with my son. And look at how far I've come. So I choose every day to commit and to show up for not just myself, for my son, but for others in the world. Interesting that when you have a love that's greater than yourself, it pushes you forward and that's your son. Can you take us to when you felt that you were at rock bottom? The reason why right now mental illness and situations with people after the pandemic is at an all-time high. And there are times, Natasha, you just don't want to get up. Yesterday, I remembered getting up and I told my family and the staff, I just feel so sad today. But I know why. I know that there are impressions recorded in the soul from many, many lives. And sometimes they just come up. 
So then the next day when I woke up, I was fine. So I know that. I know that I can't stay there if I ever have a sad moment. Did you remember those moments when you felt a little down and you made that decision that I'm either going to serve that, that's going to take me down there by doing nothing, or I'm going to have to decide I've got to go up because that's the only way the soul has left to go. Did you remember that pivotal moment when you got out of being broke, homeless, on your own, and you said that was enough? It was such a powerful moment for me, and it was when I was standing in front of the mirror. I was in South Africa at the time, and I was staring at myself, and I watched my tears stream down my face, and I was listening to Denzel Washington in the background as a motivational track on YouTube. I thought, let me try something. Let me listen to something. This is what my soul was guided to listen to at that moment. And I was listening to it. And he was preaching life over me, telling me, you're going to be okay. And all the words that were coming from his mouth, I started preaching over myself, saying, one day you're going to be fine. Pain is temporary. What you're going through is not who you are born to be. This is just a moment of time that you need to overcome and learn to navigate through so you can show others how to navigate through that too. And it was from that place. It was from that pain, but that pivotal moment right there from looking in that mirror that I knew. Every day you will see a light, whether that light is for two minutes a day of no pain or whether that light is for half an hour. Hopefully for some of you, it's a bit longer than that. Maybe it's a day at a time, two days at a time, but the light is there and you will feel that light, even if it is for a short, brief interlude. And when you feel that moment, you must grasp hold of it and expand it because it's just as easy to get stuck in a negative mood as it is a good mood. And if you choose to get stuck in a good mood and you choose to get stuck in that expansion, that light, you just hold on to it for a few moments longer, then guess what? You'll start to store in your mind neural pathways. You'll enhance those neural pathways, those synaptic connections. This is actually neuroscience. You will build those connections in your brain to say, hey, I feel good. And you train yourself to feel a little bit better. And all of a sudden, you start to be a little bit better because the possibilities around you change. You feel good. And that's where it starts from. Your feeling, because your thoughts become your feelings. Feelings become your habits, and your habits are you. That's so true. It's interesting because there are those moments, Natasha, when I don't even know if I'm choosing. I know that I choose. When I have ego and attachment recorded in my personality, then I let all of that stuff do what it's supposed to do. But I was remembering the other day, I was talking to some friends, and I said, is it that we really choose what we're going through or is it just preordained? Have you ever given it a thought that despite all that you know to be true and despite everything that you did that you thought was the right thing to do, it still didn't turn out the way you wanted? Do you think everything is preordained and yet because I don't know it, then I can choose what I think I want to do? Great question. I do believe that many things in our life are preordained. I believe we're already born with a script. I believe we're already born with a movie. We're already born with our destiny planned out. You are destined to reach the millions of people that you help in your life. You are alongside a Mother Teresa, a people who are meant to reach those numbers. Yes, I believe that for all of us, a destiny is there and planned. However, do I believe there is free will? Yes. Do I believe that we can change the course of destiny 
yes, in many ways, but your ultimate goal of where you are meant to be is preordained, I believe. And it is already set in stone. We choose those experiences before we come into planet Earth, before we arrive here, before we are born here, before we come through our mother. We already have chosen our mother and our father and the experiences that we're going to have. Now, does that mean that because you're going through an obstacle that you believe you can't get out of it? No, there are certain major experiences, for example, that I believe are set in stone. However, how you navigate through those will determine who you are when you come out of it. It's not about who we are during any event, such as the pandemic, COVID, whatever you want to say you've been through. It's about who we are after. So who are you after the obstacle, after the challenge, after the hurdle? Because that is where you grow from. Your soul does not evolve from good times. Maybe a little bit. That's not where the evolution of the soul happens. The evolution of the soul happens, I believe, through pain, through adversity, through traumatic situations. And trauma doesn't have to be as deep as something I went through, for example, in my childhood twice where I was sexually abused in my late teens and my early 20s. That doesn't have to be that level of trauma. It could be something as small as you were told you weren't good enough, something as small as you were told you were never going to amount to anything. But it's from the uncomfortable that we grow because comfort is the enemy of growth. So it's in the uncomfortable that we feel imposter syndrome, but that is when you know you are meant to be there. That is when you know your soul is evolving. Your growth is happening and you are forming the most beautiful butterfly that you're meant to be. I'll give you just one quick analogy, which is on my heart. I know it's for someone. I hope it reaches you today. And that is, there was once a cocoon hanging off a branch and a man walked over to it and he saw the cocoon and he saw the butterfly struggling to get out. It couldn't get out of the cocoon. It was rattling. And so he took a knife and he sliced the bottom of the cocoon to help the butterfly, he thought, to fly. And as soon as he sliced the bottom of the cocoon, the butterfly fell to the ground. The butterfly died. And why is that? Because the butterfly needed to strengthen its muscles in its wings. So when it came out of the cocoon, it would fly. But without that strengthening, that resilience it needed to build up, to build the strength in its wings, it fell to the ground because it didn't have the opportunity to grow and fly as it should have done. And so anything you're going through, just know it is taking you to the next level. It's taking you up. You're getting through one challenge and then you're at the bottom of another mountain. But the mountains, when you look back, it's monumental how far you've come. Just look at your yeah. journey and remember the butterfly and the cocoon. Very true. And that's the feeling that I have with what's going on in the world right now. Speaking to so many people and just observing the news and the theme of the world right now. I am seeing a lot of people going through a very uncomfortable time. I'm looking at Europe, for example. I'm looking at even the United States of America, Africa, Sri Lanka. The list is endless. That discomfort, Natasha, is exactly what you've nailed, that it's a time for great change within everyone. And the fact that many are going through it collectively, I think it makes everyone feel like you're not alone, that there is something happening magnificently at a global level, and you're a big part of it. So looking at the last four years of your life where so much has changed for you, you're now at the top of your game, your social media 
has got an incredible amount of popularity and there are many young girls that are turning to you to be inspired and to find a way through for them too, for them too. Tell us a little bit about what the four years have been like for you that has led you to where you are right now. You know, the four years have been a challenge to say the least. It has not been an easy journey. I say to people, don't look at me now. Don't look at who I am today. Look at how many times I have gotten back up when I have fallen down. How many times I have stood back up after I was pushed to the floor. How many hurdles and challenges I have overcome to be the woman I am today. Be inspired by that, not who I am as you see me now speaking on stages alongside some of the greats and working with wonderful human beings and major publications, best-selling author, yes. But how did I get there? It has been hard work and it has been nothing but tenacity and remember this, it has been small wins. What you see in four years is a series of literally millions of small wins and we're talking the fact that I managed to exercise one day the fact that I managed to get out there and help somebody on stage the fact that I managed to speak on stage the fact that I managed to do certain things little tiny wins and there are millions of those because every day we aim to have a win at least you feel like you did something either for somebody else or for yourself and for me I do something for someone else, for myself, for my family, and those are small wins. Even just four years ago, finding a home, finding a roof over my head, and at the time that was a hostel for me and my son. At the time, it was just finding peace in my own body when I had an illness, trying to find a way to overcome that, and overcoming that was a huge win. So understanding that you can get to wherever you want to be. You could do it in half the time I did it. You could do it in two years. You could do it in one year. Anybody can do it. But you must look back at every single win that you've been through. Because I was told four years ago, five years ago, because of where I'd come from a decade ago, I was told you'll never amount to anything, Natasha. You'll never be anything different than who you are here. And you know how hard that was to deal with? And that's what led me to drugs, to depression, and then feeling suicidal. And in that place is from your lowest and I hope nobody has to get to that place before they have a breakthrough. But make your mess your message. Make your breakthrough come from your breakdown. You do not need to allow yourself to get stuck in a painful situation and feel like that's your destiny. There is more for you out there, the same way there was for me. Don't let somebody else's words hold you back. Don't let a hater, if you want to call it that, or somebody who's sending their own feelings of hatred in their body onto you. Do not let that stop you. Yeah. Do things like meditation, things that make you feel good every day. Listen to this beautiful radio station every day because this is ingesting good things. Yeah. And that's how I started four years ago, listening to good things. I love that line you just shared with us. Make your mess your message. I mean, that's awesome. Make your mess your message. Too often we are deemed that we have to be perfect or we have to do everything right. And I have a mother who was orphaned at seven. And I think raising me, she did the best that she could do. I don't think it turned out too bad, actually. But I'm just puzzled at how unorthodox she is. I mean, I've been on major stages. And after I'm done as the keynote, there goes my mother on the stage singing Drake. 
And then at the end of that, everyone is loving her. Now, keep in mind, I'm the keynote, right? I'm the one that is supposed to come on the stage, share with you a message of inspiration and hope and divinity and raise your vibrations. Nope, I didn't do it. My mother did. She comes on, she does Drake, she sings, she dances, and the whole hall is just living like forever. I mean, they're just in happiness. And there was a scene that day that touched me so much because she was just entering into her stage of dementia. And I started to revisit our many years together. And I could see I'm very conservative. Maybe you might deem me boring, but I'm conservative. You know, I kind of do things nicely, properly, neatly. And here comes my mother, walks into the room, clothes is halfway falling off of her, food is running down her mouth, her hair is sticking up, and everyone loves her, Natasha. And I thought to myself, is perfection being yourself. And whatever that is, it's going to be good enough for everyone else. What would you say about that? God, I love it. Authenticity. I love your story about your mother. This is such an awesome story because this is real. This is authenticity. It doesn't matter your age, where you've come from, who you are, how you dress. It's about who you are and that authentic self coming through, that true beauty, that soul coming through and becoming and improving and showing the world. It's the words I use, be it until you become it, which is the name of my new book. Be it until you become it. It's about being, and your mother is being the version of her she wants to be, and she's inspiring people to also be who they want to be. That's the power, and I love that. It has taken me so many years to figure that out. And every time I look at her, she reminds me of what it means to be a real human being. Let's move on to fear as a conversation because I think there's not a single person on this planet who doesn't know what this energy feels like, whether they're in touch with it or not. So fear is such a very important thing in our lives. And many of us are living with various types of fear. Why is that? And what would you say is the source of most fears in our lives? Fear to me is false evidence appearing real. Fear is not actually real. It's not actually there. It's just a perception that we have built around us. And you're right, everybody in life face it. I face it. I'm sure you face it. We all face fear every day, whether it's being scared of what's going on in the world. Like you said, we look left, look what's going on in Europe. We look right, look what's going on over here. Every direction we face, there is something going on. And that drives fear in the world. Now, it is about navigating again through that and understanding if you build a wall around you of fear, that is the only limitation that stands between you and the thing you want and the life you want to lead and happiness and joy and a fulfilled life. The only limitations are the walls that you build. There are no other limitations. There are no other walls. I mean, look around you. Hopefully, there's not a wall right in front of your face. There is room between the wall, between another room in your home, but there is no wall blocking you from walking into that next room. And so this is the same with fear. Sometimes you need to throw yourself in wholeheartedly into a situation where you feel nervous, where you feel shaky, where it gives you this feeling in your body which feels like you may even panic from it. However, it's from that situation you grow. And check this out. Look back at a situation in your life, maybe recently. 
How many times have you done something that you were fearful to do and you're still breathing, aren't you? You're still here. You're alive. That's the facts. Look at the facts. Don't judge from the future. Judge from the facts, the evidence. And the evidence is you can overcome it because you already did. So therefore, you know when you're going into a situation where perhaps you're trying a new role, where perhaps you're trying to expand your business, maybe you're meeting your soulmate, a potential love interest, something's happening in your life, you have to throw yourself in. It may feel scary. It may feel intimidating. And I can give you so many times when things have felt terrifying for me. I moved country. Here I am in Vancouver. I just moved here in January. I was terrified. I lived in the UK before this with my son. I was scared to move with my son to a place where I have no family. You know, we moved with my husband, so his family became mine, but I didn't know them a year ago. So it's very hard, and things like that can be very scary, but it's about throwing yourself in and looking back and saying, well, I moved city before, and I was fine. I was still breathing, and it went well. Yes, I've had some trying situations, but I was okay. Let's look at another event that I had successfully. You should do the same, anyone listening. Look at factual situations that you've already overcome and where you are today. Therefore, you know, fear does not actually exist. And guess what? When you throw yourself in, you will find nine times out of 10, it was nowhere near as bad as what you thought. So true. It's interesting to see the mindset that we've kind of created in ourselves and believe in the thoughts that they're holding us back. You talk about false evidence as a means to feeding the fear in the soul. And I know that fear is at a soul level. Question, if in case you can answer it, where did the false evidence come from? Now, I know I'm asking you a question that has some ego and attachment in it. We don't even maybe need to explore that. But where did that false evidence come from? I'll give you an example. Beautiful property and the other day, there must have been a hundred frogs by the pond. And I was not going to have anything with it to go near that pond. And I remembered having the thought, I don't want them to jump on me. What if they're poisonous, etc., etc. Of course, I overcame it and I knew that wasn't going to happen. But the fact that I was able, Natasha, to identify even the thought that I was having in my mind it still was coming from some interpretation in my world. Is it too much of whatever we've heard and seen that is still sitting in the soul that feeds the fear? Or is fear really just a natural occurrence that every soul needs to go through in order to give it some sense of purpose or meaning or courage to push forward? Sister Jenna, it's a mix of two, I believe. For me, at least, when I was in situations where I was worried about the outcome. It was worry-driven. And worry creates ailment in the body because it creates stress and it causes issues. And so fear is always going to be there and exist as long as you have worry about something, as long as you are stressed, allowing yourself to feel these negative feelings. And if you allow it, it will take over your life and you wouldn't leave your house. And that's why we don't allow it to rule our life. So it comes from things we have seen, the ego, absolutely, that's a big topic, but like you said, it's a whole other topic. It comes from the ego, it comes from us, it comes from what we've seen previously, it comes from movies we've experienced, the radio stations that aren't meditative, that show bad news in the world, things that 
show negativity filters into our subconscious mind, not our conscious mind, our subconscious mind. And it creates this fear, this level of, oh dear, what if this happens to me? There's science behind this. If you focus your mind on, oh dear, I'm going to fall in the pond, the frogs are going to eat me, for your scenario, for example, what will end up happening is you probably will, because part of our brain called the reticular activating system, and it filters two million bits of data every second, colors and sounds and things that you see, and it shows you whatever you deem as important. So what do you deem as important? Anything that you focus your mind on is what it deems as important. So if you are thinking about something negative, if you're thinking about something that is really negative, a really bad situation, I'm going to fall in the pot. You are going to fall in the pot because that's what your mind deems is important. It shows you evidence yes. around you in people, events, and places to prove it's real. Now, the other way is if you are focusing on something really positive, like I'm actually going to be okay and I'm going to walk around the pond and I am fine. I feel great. Then your reticular activating system shows you evidence in people, events, and places to prove your belief system is real. Yeah. So that's the science really behind fear. So it really comes down to what you focus your mind on. If you allow the false evidence through projections of other people's views, what you've seen, what you're nervous of in your own life coming out right here in this moment, if you allow that to absorb you, oh, it will. So true. And again, you know, it's just a habit-forming process that we have to change, just getting out of the negative and the dark so that we can just start to live and enjoy why we're actually here. It's not just to keep suffering, but it's to also soar and enjoy what soaring would feel like. Hey, I have loved having you, and I could talk to you for ions because there's no doubt you and I would have a lot to say. But before I come to a close of this segment of our time together, I would love to put you through a rapid fire because I think you would be incredible to encounter a spiritual rapid fire moment with me. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So I just need you to give me one word when I mention whatever word or phrase that I will with you. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Your son. Rio. Meditation. Home. Vancouver. Home. America. Home. Social media. Life. Your work. Helping. When you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you see? Soul. Beautiful. Thank you so much, <laughs> Natasha Graziano. You're amazing. We love you and you've been incredibly true and real for us. And we definitely would love to continue to have our dialogue. I know you've got a book coming up, and I'm looking forward to our second part to discuss what that's going to be like. So for now, thank you so much, and we will definitely keep in touch. But leave us with the best website that we can get a hold of you, just in case. Absolutely. Just find me on my social media platforms under my name, Natasha Graziano. Instagram, you know, just put in my name, Natasha Graziano. PM me. I love it when people get in touch. If you tag this show today, you tag Mr. Jenner and myself. I will repost that. And I have like I think over 10 million followers on Instagram alone. So I'll post it on social media on my Instagram for you just to show my appreciation that you've listened to the <laughs> show and you're sharing it with the world. Thank you so much, Natasha. You're a jewel. Thank you so much. Well, everyone, you know, you've gotten the chance to look at what it would be like no matter what, how much you've been pushed down or told you'd never be good enough. Who hasn't heard that? And it always comes from the people who are closest to you. 
who is it that haven't told you that you're never going to amount to much? It's always one instrument that's going to help you to thrive and become maybe another Natasha Graziano. Thank you all so much for joining us. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we really are here to love each other the same. Take care of yourself, and thanks again for joining. Om Shanti. Meditation. Intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices. My new book that is out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and you can get it from Sacred Stories Publishing or on America Meditating Radio. The quieter you become, the more you're able to hear. One of my opening pages of this book. I have heard time and time again that when you go into the stories and the narratives of the 37 authors that are sharing with you their mystical experiences of the divine, something in you changes. It has already reached number one three times in mysticism category and the New Age category for new releases. I want you to get a copy for yourself and tell me what you feel as a result of closing that final page of this book. Meditation intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices. It's calling you. Can you hear it? Rice Alley Restaurant wishes you Happy Holidays. Located at 6838 Piedmont in Gainesville, Virginia. We're a family-owned restaurant and offer authentic Asian cuisine and sushi. Come Savor our delicacies made with love and enjoy the perfect ambiance. We look forward to seeing you there. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.